we're back, and um, it's time to uh, have another 7020 podcast. Will has returned. He's I'm back, returned. man. He's back, baby. I'm here. I'm excited to see you, as usual. Uh, man, I, we always have such good conversations. And, we do. Um, I think this is going to be one of those, you know. Um, but the subject, uh, we were talking uh, before the podcast, the subject of leadership. Yeah. And uh, you said you're learning a lot about that. What is? What, what are you learning? Well, one, I think the, the biggest thing that I've learned about leadership uh, in general is, um, and something that's, and I'll say this in regard to just, because leadership, is, it's a hot topic. It's a hot button issue. Like right now, everybody's, everybody's focusing on leadership and things like that. But, but for me, it's, uh, I think oftentimes we, we teach people how, how to lead, but oftentimes I think we have to really, uh, kind of remember and go back to, but, um, but I think for me, it's like what I, what I, what I learn about what I've been learning about leadership. And, and it's, it's just stuff that you've, stuff that you've always, that I've kind of, you've kind of always known, but you just have to be reminded of some things every now and again. So you, you were born always knowing yeah, the yeah. principles of I, leadership. I, That's I, pretty impressive. I, I wish. Uh, and when I say always know, yeah, it's, it's like, like relatively to, like, to adult life when I yeah. start actually like learning about okay. some things. You but, mean, you mean you learned it last week and you've always known it? Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely. Fair. That's but, fair. you know, but I mean, but so much of the time, you know, for me, it's like, you know, you think you associate leadership with people's position, with people, with, with their titles, maybe. And uh, sure. And but, a, lot of, a lot of people say, well, if I were just the manager, this would all be different. Absolutely. And it would be different, probably for the worse. But yeah. But but just leadership is influence. Mm-hmm. Leadership is influence, and and uh, and how you steward the influence that you have in the lives of people that are in your life. Sure. And so for me, it's just uh, just being a good leader is just one, just taking care of the people that are around you, mm-hmm. and 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 stewarding the influence that you have in their life. Uh, whether it's a, whether it's a lot of influence, a little bit of influence, and and also even just the myth that you know, well, not everybody's a leader. Well, not everybody is a leader. Uh, just not everybody may be a good leader, but everybody has influence in the life of somebody sure. that's in their life. Now, we talk a little bit about that. It's like um, you are the king of a kingdom. Yeah. Depending on what level of responsibility you take over that, you're either it's either going to be a good one or a bad good, one. Good one or bad one, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's like, you know, people even talking about like, you know, systems and pro- I'm not a systems guy. Well, yeah, you are. You either have just – you have because a system is just a process for how you get something done. Yeah. How you, it's just you either have a good system or a bad system. I, well, yeah, but, you know, there is um, – I've worked for uh, – I've worked for a number of different leaders over my time. And, sure. Uh, there, there is a – there there so – there's a product curve and a product curve like a bell curve, right? right? And on the front end of a product curve, it, you really need a certain kind of leader. And then on the back end of the product curve, you need a totally different kind of leader. And Absolutely. They're not, they're not the same. And one of the things that's different is um, on the back end, it, it is really about process. Uh, sure. And it's about process mostly because there's probably scale. There's probably a number of yeah. um, customers who depend on whatever it is that you're delivering. Yep. Uh, but more, but more importantly, um, as a product uh, ages, uh, there's price pressures, uh, yeah. and there's a need to really sort of control the margins. Absolutely. Whereas the front end of a product curve uh, or anything, any new enterprise, uh, you, you almost, it's almost like if you decided to sit back and codify your process, that that would be a huge mistake because frankly, you don't know what your process is yet. Yeah. You don't even know a product you're really delivering yet. I, yeah, I think I think the front end of all that is just is man, it's really really one is just it's vision heavy, it's vision heavy, and just and just getting people to buy into to why it is that you need whatever product it is that you're that you're producing and that you're putting out, and uh, and and then I think you 
and uh, and I think you 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 do you kind of solidify your process, and you you know it's kind of one of those things if it's not broke, tweak it. Yeah, you know, and you you kind of learn as you go, and and you um and uh and and I think one of the things, and you know, also like kind of having the end in mind is is kind of is you know that that kind that kind of helps you get started. Mm-hmm. Kind of know where, kind of know where you need to be, and and set, and just set some goals along the way. And yeah, whenever, and whenever, whenever it gets to a certain point, yeah, I, I can definitely see where uh, you need somebody else that is very much a a systems thinker, a process driven thinker, to to really drive your product kind of home, uh, to kind of fulfill the vision that you kind of ultimately had with it from the very beginning. Yeah. So as you um, have you. As you sort of have been doing the startup church thing for was it a year yet? Uh, March fifteenth will yeah. be the one year anniversary, man. Coming up pretty quick. Yeah. What's um, I mean, what what sort of the challenge do you think is around getting people to buy into the vision? Um, I think, man, that's it's not a loaded question, but there's just a lot in that question. There's, uh, one I think um. I think authenticity is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a genuine love for people, uh, because you know I've always you know I, I was I was a student pastor for years, and uh, I would always I would any any other student pastors that would ask me, you know, uh, just for advice, uh, I would just man just just be real, mm-hmm. be authentic, be who you are. Um, you know, the person that you're trying to be, that person's already taken, so don't try to be them. Be you, because. You know, uh, just I would say this in regard to student ministry, but just in general, just but because I think just people can smell fake. Yeah, I think I think fake is is a really easy thing to uh, to pick out, and uh, and so and so for me, I think it's this. Um, I think I think the challenge uh, I think the challenge is is uh, is uh, in around like starting up a church is, you know, because. I've been in ministry for a while and so I've got some experience there, but when it comes to, but when it comes to, to leading a church, I'm brand new at it. Right. And, and so I, I don't try to pretend to have answers that I don't have. Um, just be honest with people. Sure. Uh, just love people. Uh, I, I know that when you're, um, you know, when you're, when you're building something, it, it's a different kind of experience. It's not the same thing. So um, the, I don't know if it's crossing the chasm uh, it's definitely not the innovator's dilemma, but anyways, I think it's crossing the chasm. But but anyways, there's um, there's this concept of you sort of have your early adopters, yeah, and then you have uh, you have sort of the the next wave of people, and then you have the next wave of people, mm-hmm. and then you sort of have your laggards who finally show up whenever it's all figured out, right? Because yeah. they don't really like that ambiguity aspect of things, and and whenever an organization has reached critical mass, it has an identity, and it's very easy to determine whether that jives with you and whether that's something you're interested in. Yeah. But that early stage when an uh, organization really doesn't have an identity, I mean, you certainly have things that you want it to become. Absolutely. But it, but because it's a function of people, it actually doesn't yet have an identity. Yeah. And I think the, um, you know, you've, you've got a vision, you know, you know, if you, if, I mean, if you don't have, if you don't have a vision or vision at all, well then, then don't try to start anything. Um, you know, but I think for me, one of the, th- one of the things that's been a struggle and this just honestly just kind of came to me is just, is, you know, whenever it doesn't, whenever it doesn't become what you thought it was going to become as quickly as you thought it was going to be that, yeah. um, you staying true to staying true to what you felt like God just kind of gave you in your heart in regard to the church. 
because all of a sudden when it's when it's not the thing that you thought it was going to be when you thought it was going to be it you you have this temptation and there's this there's this thing inside of you that that you you want to shift gears or you want to change or, mm-hmm. and and so like just man having the having the the conviction and the and the commitment to just be able to just stay the course yeah and i mean and somebody told me one time uh just uh i was actually texting with this guy today he's another pastor in the city and and um and, and so much of the trajectory of our church in the first year was identical to what what theirs really was. And, mm-hmm. you know, and man, and this past Sunday, they moved into their own, their, you know, to their, per, to a permanent facility for the first, they're six years old now. And he told me, he said, the, he said the the only thing standing between where you are right now and, uh, and, and the church that you feel like God is calling you to, to build is, is your commitment to stay. Oh, well, there's certainly um, no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. in any in any industry, there's a certain amount of attrition, right? And you, you sort Always. of have to let some people burn out fast yeah. and see what that looks like. Um, but, you know, as you as you process uh, through the concept of vision, um, it's funny. So I took on a new role this last week, and mm-hmm. one of the very first things I, I basically had to come up with in the uh, course of about a week was um, was a vision wow. uh, yeah. for, for the whole thing, right? Wow, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it needed to be different, I assume, than whatever the vision what was. what it was previously. Yeah, whatever it was previously. Um, and there was almost no feedback loop, right? So oh, I, I got – I really had minimum direction. Did you um, have any kind of a sounding board in the process at all? N- not really. Not really. Um, and that, that ends up being a very uh, – and I, I think a lot of people who start new things have this experience where they're very isolated because – uh, they're out there, you yeah. know, and they're doing it. And and you've probably, if you're a leader, you're probably in a somewhat unique situation in a given yeah. environment. I mean, there there are certainly prob, you know, there are certainly things you could point to and say, well, it's sort of like that. Um, but to your point, no, no, no real sounding board. Um, no, man, it's uh, it's it can be lonely. It can be. It can be because you know, um, because there are people that are in it with you, but. But uh, that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. People yeah. people don't really understand the just really what it is that you're carrying, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know. and, you know, the, I think the problem is, and to your point, uh, actually, what you're saying about the six year window. So Jeff Bezos is pretty famous for yeah. for saying, hey, I've, I've got a 20 year time horizon mm-hmm. for Amazon. And so he sort of thinks on these longer time horizons. And I just I listened to a podcast from uh, Stanford um, Entrepreneurial uh, ETL, Entrepreneurial Thought Leadership, or mm-hmm. e- yeah, yeah, Entrepreneurial Thought Leadership, the day, and the guy was saying, hey, if I could go back to my young self, the one thing I would tell myself is you can have longer time horizons. But there's this idea of the lean startup and sort of fell fast and, mm-hmm. you know, learn quickly and that kind of thing. I don't know that everything lends itself to that. I think for me, it's, I think, I think I do have some, some, some long time horizons, uh, you know, in regard to, in regard to just our church and, and this, the startup and, and leading that, I, I think I do have some, some, some pretty far out there time horizons. Um, but what I, but what I do not to, cause, cause that can just be overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, whenever the thing that you have a vision for and the thing that you see in your head and in your heart, isn't what you see with your eyes, man, it can be really discouraging. Sure. And, and so for me, it's, uh, I was just talking with my wife about this today that I've got, you know, in regard to kind of where we are as a church right now, I've got, I've got some, I've got some, I've, I've got some goals, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that 
that that goal will be met at some point this year, and then and then and then we'll set a new goal. Uh, and all of the and all of these little intermittent kind of goals that you have, they they lead to the horizon. They lead to that horizon that you that you see off in the distance. You know, ten years down the road, five years, fifteen years down the road, whatever it but is. How, how do you process through goals that are really very very dependent on someone else? Uh, and not only one someone else, but many someone else's. So, for example, if you had a growth goal, mm-hmm. I mean, you can turn all the knobs you want. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you can't make someone walk through your door buy your product. No, you can't, uh, man. And this is, this is, it's just where faith is. It's where faith comes into play. It has to. So, uh, so as I struggled with this process of coming up with a vision. Uh, it's funny in the we were we're doing ecologies of spiritual leadership yeah. in the doctorate program, and we were really covering sort of Paul's journey. And um, it, I forget if he's talking about the Galatians or um, or the Corinthians, but anyways, he was basically saying, "Look, I can't wait to be able to boast in your success. Right? Yeah. I want to be able to boast in your mm-hmm. success." But but he also was carrying some sense that God would essentially uh, come down on him if they didn't achieve right. their goals, right? Which is um, which I think is a mistake in Paul's thinking, because I I think I think Paul should focus on running the race, but at the end of the day, he can't make that church perform. No, you can't. I mean, and it's I mean, and you know, and we I face that now. You know, um, I face that now, and it's but but I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I no, I certainly cannot. I can't. I can't predict what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we, we have a we have a we have a vision for what we want for what we for for who we want to be as a church, what we want to do. Uh, we have some goals that we set that just gives us something to work towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then and then between where I am right now and that goal, it's it's just man, it's just faith. And 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 the only thing that I can control is what I do. Well, that's sort of where um, going back to this vision thing at work. That's sort of where I ha- I was able to retreat to. Sure. Uh, I, tre- I retreated to a couple things. One, my wife and all of her genius and wisdom looked at me and goes, yeah, but the job's not your provision. God is. I said, fair wow. enough. I said, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I'll keep she's, that. Man, she's, she's throwing your own words back at yeah, you. Yeah, I, I said, I'll keep that. I, but it was, but it's important to hear it, you know, from the people around you sometimes. Because oh, man. Especially when you really uh, forget. So, so well, she, well, well you've, you've done that for me. I mean, whenever whenever we've met, like we we meet up for dinner on Wednesday nights a couple of times a month, and and I, I remember just I remember just man just a couple of months ago just being just stressed and worried and concerned, and you're like, well, you know, well, well, who's your source? Right. Well, 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 God. Well, well, then what are you worried about? Like, like He is enough. He He provides enough, and so like if all of your provision comes from Him, like man, what what, what are you worried about? And I'm like, ah, oh, man. Dang it, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's um, so. So I think that was one of her her insights, and and again, we were in this class and studying this idea of of, um, of Paul, and Paul really sort of comes back to two things. He, he he makes an examination of his own spirit. Yeah, and he says, okay, well, what am I really in this for? And if you're in it for truth, if you're in it for yeah you know, the principles of God, then you're good. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing he says, and am I doing all I can do? Absolutely. And 
and that's sort of where I landed on this on this vision work. It, it was like, okay, these are the things that I I know to be true, unless someone tells me they're not. Right. Uh, I've done the best work I can do, and this isn't what I've created is not about me. Right. No, and and that and that's the huge thing. That's the huge thing. And I have to kind of remind myself and come back to that all the time in regard to just in regard to the church is that is that is that, you know, none, none of this is about me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is it is literally about it's a it's about it's about sharing. It's about sharing the message and the love of Jesus with people mm-hmm. and introducing them to, to, to the to the to the to the love of Christ and and loving them as Christ has loved me. Like, that's it. And that that's what it's about. And and if I ever if I ever in any way, shape, or form ever get to the place where uh, this is about me, this is about what I can accomplish, this is about whatever position or uh, or platform that I can rise to, uh, yeah, you're 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 gonna be unfulfilled. And even your greatest successes will not feel like successes, and will go and you'll 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 have a sense of of unfulfillment because you're you're doing it for the wrong reasons and you're doing it for the wrong person. Sure. I, I tell you, um, the more I I thought hard about what what Paul was going through and where he ultimately came, I, there's a certain amount of um, I don't know strength that can come from that. Yeah, from from you saying to yourself, oh, "Okay, well, well, this is this is true. What I'm the work I'm doing is true." Right. Um, one of the ways that you can determine if that's if you're not doing things that are true. Um, well, actually, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, he called me, and he, and he was he um, somebody who was really close to. Uh, he, he called him out, mm. you know, and they had a they had a pretty decent argument over over the result of that. And uh, you know, he got a hold of me, and and he said, you know, <sighs> you know, and I, and I think as uh, as counselors and as leaders, that the there's a there's a there's a temptation to get drawn into he said she said, yeah. Um, I tend to focus on the person I'm talking to. I could really care less. I don't know. I don't know everything sure. about the situation, so sure. I don't know. Right. So I, I'm always focused on the person. And, and, and we, and, and the key there is, is that if you're angry about what someone said about whatever, right. Right. If they said, you know, Will, you're just really trying to build a church for yourself. Hmm. And if you get angry about that, uh, you need to look at it and you need to say, well, is this true? Yeah. Right. Because there's a reason you're angry. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I were to say that you, um, well, you're a very short, short man. I mean, you're not going to have any emotion about that because right. it's it's not true. You're not yeah. you're not short, right? right? You're six whatever, right? Six feet. Yeah, six feet on the nose, uh, but with the hair, six two ish. Give or take. I, I'd probably say a good six one. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, but so you're not going to have any energy about that, right? right? But if you do have energy about it, it's a it's a it's a great opportunity for you to say, okay, well, is this is it true? Yeah. And so if it's true, then um, I tell I tell people at work all the time. I said, you know, I want to be right all the time. So if I'm wrong, tell me so I can be right again. Absolutely, yeah, man, <laughs> right? that's real. Yeah, and that's so, real. So if it's true, then you know, accept the truth, right? And, right? and say, okay, this is true. If it's not true, chances are high you probably wouldn't have had any energy about it anyways. But if right. you did. You know, look at it and say, "Well, this isn't true, right?" I mean, mm-hmm. and and that's why I think it's really kind of cool how Paul searches his own heart here to see if if his motives are pure, if his, and in doing that, what I was again, what I was a little sad to see was he didn't come to the conclusion that it doesn't really matter if if it works, right, right, because he's doing the right thing, he's doing mm-hmm. the true thing, he's doing what he's called to do, uh, he's, he's his spirit's in the right spot, but the but 
But what I get really excited about, or, or rather what empowered me to do the work I did this week, was I, I knew that I, I really felt that what I was going to tell people was true. Yeah. You know, I did the work to make sure that that was the case. And I really felt like, um, A, I was, I really felt like it wasn't about me because I was willing to be wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and, as, and as a result, I was able to sort of go out and be bold, right? Yeah. And be bold in my statements. And I think as a leader, uh, you know, as you struggle with this idea of leadership and, and, and there's not a lot of feedback loops as, as a leader, especially if you're the very sort of upper edge, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of feedback loops, you know. That, that's the key, man. You got to come back just like Paul did. And you just got to ask yourself, is, is what that person said true? Right? Yeah. Am I being true in this situation? And am I doing all I can do? And is my spirit right? And to your point, then there's then the faith part just kicks in. Yeah. Then you just got to go, hey, God, um, you know, I'm doing what I think you're telling me to do. I'm yeah. trying to be very honest about it. You know, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to be humble and teachable. Yeah. Um, and if you can sort of pull that off, man, I think you can still be, I think you can go and be bold and I think you can, you can act as a leader. If you don't do those checks, um, uh, if you're working on information, if you don't know what's true, mm-hmm. then I think you're sort of always looking around at the environment to give you cues back to whether or yeah. not it is true. Absolutely. And now you're screwed as a leader. Very much so. Right, because you you can't lead because you're right. busy watching to see. Well, you're watching to see, and then you're also you're also allowing uh, you're in, you're watching this environment, and you're you're allow you're allowing you're allowing what that what that environment kind of gives you, and, and you have this uh, you know how do I feel about this environment that I in mm-hmm. about this environment that I'm in, and and you're allowing yourself to 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 lead. Uh, through through how you feel, through your emotions in a situation, and, and which which I think every research in the world has proved that is a miserable man, and highly inaccurate way to lead. No, my like my one of my I, like th- I think this is probably one of my rule of four things when, in terms of like somebody, quotes. Somebody might have said it. Yeah, somebody might. I have might said have said it. Said it. I but I've <laughs> but I've said this enough to where like it's this thing where like I, like like I've always said is that is that feelings are always real. They're just not always right. Yeah, and so. And so you have to be you have to be very disciplined um, to and, and like so feelings can be good like feelings can can give you an indication of what you're passionate about and what what drives you um, but they can also deceive you in the in the same time and so you have to just be really really disciplined not to allow yourself to be uh, to be led by emotions or or to lead from emotion I'd say it's it's good to have emotions just it's not it's just not always good to be emotional. And um, you, you know what's really weird so I've always struggled you know you mentioned passion and I've always. I've always struggled with this idea of, you know, that follow your passion. Mm -hmm. I've said it before, probably on this podcast, but that is the worst thing you can tell somebody who doesn't yet have a passion. Man. Uh, You know, that's just mean. It's like, oh, follow your passion. Well, I don't have I don't know what I'm passionate about. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. But but what's funny is, is, uh, man, the more I have sought uh, to get to my core, not my core truth, but God's core truth about me. Yeah. The more I've found what I'm passionate about. In right. a way that, you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. it's um it's really hard to hard to describe, and uh, and it's really and, and uh, okay. And let, let's just let's get to it. Right. Uh, it is really the two things Jesus said, which is love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and then love people as yourself. Man, as I have grown in my own confidence, mm-hmm. I'm now at a place where I can do that 
whether they love me back because better it's, yeah. because it's true. Yeah, right. It's the truth. Yeah. Um, and I can, um, I don't know. I have a lot more tolerance for, you know, broken, hurting people, right? Yeah. Who, for whatever reason, are processing information different than I probably you know, would or whatever. Right. Man, I, I tell you, and I'm just the more closer I get to that core truth, which is just you know, love God first and then love people. Um, man, I I have my my core, my um, it's free steadfastness. Is is really uh, is that? Can you say that my steadfastness is this? Sure, sure. Uh, I has, think when you added all the SSSS, that makes it. Th- yeah, that's that, what that's what makes that's it. That's the dictionary. Absolutely. I, did, I didn't want to go to college on people. But, you, don't, you don't have to. Yeah, but uh, but you know, but it it, it just changes. You yeah. know, the more you, you know, God, I wish I know there's a verse in the Bible about this, but the more you hide truth in your heart, man, the more you just the Psalm. Yeah, David wrote it, dude. The more you just. You can lead, yeah. and and I and I really encourage people. And I know we got to sort of wrap this up, but I really encourage people out there that if you are struggling, if you've been put into a leadership role and you're sort of struggling a little bit, man, get still, pray, pray, ask God to reveal, you know, what your motivations are mm-hmm. to make your heart pure. Have Him teach you to love the people in your care. Yeah, and uh, man, I think that changes the whole the whole game. Absolutely, I think uh, just something I was something I was praying today. Uh, I just I was praying and I was just asking God for uh, uh, for for four things. One, God just 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 God just continue to give me vision, mm-hmm. give me vision, um, and uh, for for who you want me to be, uh, for for how for, for my family, for the church that I'm leading, and uh, and then and then and then God give me wisdom to to steward the vision well and to and to make wise decisions. And, and then, and then, and then God give me boldness mm-hmm. to, to do what it is that you've called me to do, uh, like just with all, with just audacious faith. And, and then, and then God give me peace, mm-hmm. give me peace to know that if the God, that if, if I, if I've got vision that you've given me and I, and I'm, and I'm stewarding it well with just wisdom and I'm being bold in what it is that you've asked me to do, just give me the peace I need to, to do all of those things. And so I've just, so today I just spent a lot of time just today, just praying for vision, wisdom, boldness, and peace. Wow. Well, that's not a bad uh, way to start a day. No, uh, I started my day that way. And then actually, uh, and then actually, uh, at five o'clock I was in my office doing some, doing some Bible study and, and, uh, just kind of found myself, um, just kind of on my knees, uh, hands lifted up, just praying that same thing. Um, you know, it's just, um, just, yeah, we were talking downstairs, and one of the things that we mentioned was this idea that um, that worship is running to God with all your challenges. Absolutely. And the opposite of that, obviously, is running away. Mm-hmm. And man, I, every time, I every time I, it, it, it shocks me, yeah. right? Uh, that that when I'm struggling or I feel lost or I feel like I'm a ship without you know a rudder. Mm-hmm. I always look back and all I see is my my footprints walking away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely man. You know, and 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 what's crazy is all you got to do is turn around and walk back the other way and it and it sort of starts to resolve itself. Yeah. Instantly. And what's amazing about God is that is that, you know, uh ever how far you feel like you've walked away, you, you whenever you turn make the decision that you're going to turn around, uh the trip back is never as far as the trip away. Yeah. No, no, it's literally right. you turn around yeah, and God's, God's right there. He's like, uh, it's like, I, man, like, Hey man, just all, all I've been doing is following you, waiting for you just to turn around. Man, no truth. And, uh, truth and so, that. and, 
and and I did, and and I, and and man, and this week was a you know just as we were talking downstairs uh, before you, we were hang on though, hang on though, but yeah, you, you know I really like that, and I like it because I think sometimes we think that the distance we've walked is the distance we have to walk back, which is which is oftentimes why we don't turn around, right? Because it it's just be, feels like be, you're too be, far. It's gone. because oh man, I'm too far gone. The journey yeah. back is going to be so far, and literally God's just going. Man, oh, if you would just turn around, you'll see me right mm. here. So good. You'll see me right here. But so, um, but yeah, but that was something that just just kind of honestly just that that prayer today just for vision, wisdom, boldness, peace. You know, it was it honestly just kind of came out of just um, you know I, you know I like to I, I always tell I told our church on Sunday you know that you know that just some things that God was teaching me this week you know because they I'm you know I'm 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 learning too mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm learning too and you know uh, is that is that this week you know I, I was teaching out of First Peter chapter five where you know where, where Peter made this statement you know give all of your worries and your cares to God and, and really just studying that, just really understanding what it was that Peter's actually inviting us to do. Well, one, he's just inviting us to spend time with Jesus, mm-hmm. just spend time with Jesus. And, and it's, and it's, and it's literally, it's this, it's this idea and it's this, it's this, the imagery in it is, is, you know, get, get just all right, enough with the polite prayers, enough with the happy prayers, enough with the recited prayers and the prayers that you've, that you, you know, you learned as a child and the rehearsed prayers. Just, it, this is like P- Peter's inviting us to just, to just honestly, just the title of my sermon was sometimes you have to throw stuff. Yeah. And, and it's literally just take all of your worries, all of your anxieties, all of your fears, all of your, all of your unmet dreams and all of your unfulfilled desires. Just take all of that stuff, all of your frustration, all of the broken promises, all of the, he said, she said, you know, and didn't fulfill it. Just throw all of that stuff at God. It's not like this polite, like, let's just give it. No, it's, this is literally like, get on my knees, lift my hands, because I don't know what to do. God, I just need you in this situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, just really just learning that, learning this week that that's really what uh, Peter is inviting us to do in regard to our relationship with God. And, you know, and, you know, and I, you know, and it's like, you know, well, why do we get on our knees? You know, it's because it's because Peter, right before he tells tells us to give our, give our worries and our, our cares over to God, he says, he says, clothe yourself in humility. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the that's sort of the definition then of of this idea of worship and and you know I always thought worship was singing and dancing, and then someone said no you got to read the Psalms because Psalms is worship and it sure. is a, it is a disaster bro it's, it, like, I mean it, like <laughs> Psalms is Psalms is like just it's like I, I was I was it, Psalms is like you know because David kind of writes down his prayers basically it's where we get Psalms from a lot of a lot yep. of his a lot of his Psalms are, are, are his prayers that he's kind of write, writing down and, and man, and it's like these prayers and it's his journal and it's this rant all at kind of all in one. Right. And, um, and, and I think, I think we need to take a cue from David is like some of these prayers that David, man, these aren't like nice prayers. Right. David is like asking God to like open up the grave and swallow his enemies, man. Like, you're like, I didn't even know I could like ask God to do that, you know? And, and, um, so if we were if we were going to sum it up, it is you know leadership. I think comes down to this idea of you know know the truth, right? Yeah, know the truth. Uh, make sure your motives are pure. Sure, and then just take that vision and the problems and the gaps and the I don't knows and the this isn't working out and just give all of that away. Yeah, because you can't you can't make it happen anyway. So no, well, why why are you trying so hard? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, right, I hope man. you guys enjoyed this little chat on leadership with two guys who are um, working on it. Yeah, that's it, just working on it and, working lear- on and, it. and learning and, get, and getting it wrong and, and trying to get it right. That's it. <laughs> well, thanks for coming, Will. Uh, we'll talk again. Always, man. Love you, brother. Bye-bye.